out there. What's going on? This is Greg Colossal, and you're tuned into the New World Podcast. Today we are asking that big question, that question we all talk about without even knowing we're saying it. We are asking and forcing and controlling people around us because we want to believe we know what normal, normal, normal is. So the question today on the show is very big, and we want you to prove it by backing it up. But you probably can't. You'll see that you can't. That's why we're having this podcast. The question today, ladies and gentlemen, here on The New World is, what What? is is normal? normal? Mm, That's a crazy question, Greg. Why are you asking that? Because I can prove to you that there is no normal. normal. Except we have majorities. We don't have normal. All this and more on The New World. world. Hey, hey, hey. All right. How's it going out there, everybody? This is Greg Colossal, and I am filming, filming. I'm recording in the hot sun. I'm getting beamed on by the hot sun early in the morning here on Martha's Vineyard, a beautiful island off the coast of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, So, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we are here today. um, Usually I do Martha's Vineyard topics, but I'm going to skip one this morning and jump right into this massively uh, argumentative topic or at least a confrontational, combative topic. And it's very simple. Um, the question, of course, saying, what, what, what is, is, is normal? Normal. normal. You see, I have this argument a lot because I don't believe, I believe we've been kind of um, manipulated or, um, I don't know what you want to call taught, um, you know, I don't know, um, hypnotized in a way to what we believe normal is, right? And every kind of group of people has their own normal. I travel among and in between and throughout many kinds of people. Where most people are staying at one address, often raising a family at the age that I'm at, I'm moving around, even if it's just in town by town, coffee shop and bar, restaurant, etc. I'm able to move a lot and be around all kinds of people. And when you're around all kinds of people, you realize that there is absolutely no normal. normal. Now, I don't like to hurt the feelings of those who feel like they have mastered mainstream success in any way. That doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean my opinion somehow has something to do with you. Excuse me. All I'm trying to show the world is that they need to be a lot nicer to themselves. Because that which we believe is normal, right, true, and good is complete can be completely flipped upside down to prove that it's wrong, bad and and foolish. Okay? Now I'm going to be challenging a lot of your mainstream thinking. A lot of my own has been challenged. I challenge people's thinking all the time indirectly just because I'm for like 15 years or more, probably 20, I've been able to do a lot of thinking, a lot of comparing, a lot of researching. I've jumped out of regular life in which you would have family, wife, kids, houses, attend school events, you know, all the responsibilities of fatherhood and and pretty much uh, mainstream adult uh, American role model. Again, 
that's not being normal or abnormal. I'm just trying to show you that what I've been able to do while most people, most good people, and their hearts are trying to do what's best for the family they created. So if you are tiptoeing on 50, maybe you started a family in your 20s or your 30s. So you're playing a good role. You're doing the right thing. Then again, it's the point I'm making uh, with that question, what, what is, is, is normal? normal? And normal is not a great thing to follow because just like if you move on a street, right? As simple as you and your husband and your kids are moved in, you bought a new house uh, on this existing street with 20 other families, and just by chance, everybody else's house are earth colors. They're greens and browns and tans. And you have this radiant, bright blue house, let's just say. You bought it that way, okay? Now, a normal, if there was a normal, right, your house is not normal. That's just using the references that I've already brought up to uh, kind of come to that conclusion, okay? Now, that right there shows you in this really stupid, you know, non-important um, example that it doesn't make any sense to really use the word normal because what that does is invent an us and them, a group that you're not part of, isolation, um, you know, uh, what do they call harassment and and all this stuff, like there is a normal. There is absolutely no normal. There is simply a majority. A majority. So the majority of the people's houses on that street are these light tans and earthy colors, and yours is this radiant blue, which is an earth tone too, but we can't admit that. Um, therefore, it's kind of like stands out, and people will have judgment. And all these people and all these feelings that come when they look at your really let's say, loud house, is because they're coming from some sense of normal, what they want to believe is normal, good, uh, what we do, how it's done around here, that's not what we do, all that stuff. That's why I'm trying to remove the word normal and make you just understand it's called majority. And socially, many mammals follow majorities, but not all of them, but many. Uh, you don't have to use mammals. You can just say animals. Because, see, I, what I like to do is use nature to find the, find answers. the answers. When I say that, I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. You, can, you can see lots, see lots in, nature. in nature. So when you see a school of fish, you ever see those school of fish that are traveling together and they move like on a dime? They're amazing to see through a camera, right? You see them thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. And they move like flashes of light all together. One takes a left, there's 25,000 take a left. And they zip and zag all together. It's, it's mesmerizing. That is what we call a majority. They are doing what's normal. Now imagine what happens if one, two, or a hundred of them don't do that, don't follow the speedy, quick left, right, up and down. Well, the whole thing doesn't work, right? There's collisions, problems, confusion, probably uh, death because they're doing that fast movement to get away from predators. Really what they're doing is confusing predators because what they don't want to admit is inside a normal or togetherness is that they have to sacrifice themselves. Somebody in that group is getting eaten. The chances of everybody working together to confuse the predator with the up, down, zip, left, right, up, down, it means 
the chances are better that it won't be you. You see, so the reality of staying together or what we want to call normal, normal is because we're afraid of being on the outskirts of the herd. What happens to a herd of, say, 500,000 antelope running through the plains? Where is the most dangerous place to be if you are part of that herd? If you said the outskirts, the outskirts, the outskirts, the outskirts. you're exactly right. Because on the outskirts of the herd, on the out- outlining group that you know surrounds the massive numbers on the interior, are going to be that which where the predators can grab. The predators will not jump into the center often as they can get trampled by the numbers, right? One lion trying to bring down, an, uh, I don't want to say an elk, but say a huge, huge, um, you know, herd animal, let's say a, a buffalo. They, the center is bad. They'll, all get, they'll get trampled to death. They might kill a baby buffalo, water buffalo, but they will get trampled to death. So they know that they want to stay in the outskirts, right? That's why they hide in the grass and wait for the group to run by. So that is the same reality for humans and for what we have called normal, okay? It's not a bad thing, usually pr- produced by the females in our society because they are always going to look out for life, meaning they are hardwired to protect life. This is not, I'm talking biologically, I'm not talking about brain power or anything like that. Biologically, Females are designed to keep life going, to feed life, to house life, to make life, to, uh, what would you call that, Um, incubate life. And it's part of them for most of their entire existences on the planet. They, they, I love this thing. I mean, I think it's almost, you can't say it a lot these days because I think it's hurtful to some women. But I know it to be true, and I find it to be beautiful. So again, therefore, I am not following the norm. Norm. I'm simply just stating things that I could back up that may not be nice to hear if you don't want to believe a female is the best version of a life maker. So when you think that way, when you have proof that I have and when you've seen, then you can speak freely. and, And of course, I will be pushed to the outskirts of a group, maybe. Usually I don't want to be. I love the people just as much as they love themselves and each other. But when I say or believe in something, it can push me to the outskirts of the group. It has happened a lot in my life, but not really in negative ways except for one, but primarily in making me different, but understandable, and people respecting often that which I'm explaining. So now if you, again, if you stand up and you say, um, you know, again, the hardwired mindset of of females often who become mothers you know most females do become mothers not all but many and um inside of that um i would say change you know that whole huge body change is the addition to these hormones of estrogen and many more which really get them designed to to make sure things don't get harmed this is why they would, um, in a sense, not not want to be abnormal too much. They oftentimes, whatever, they will stay inside of the populace. Social stuff, gossip, um, uh, what would you call that? Mainstream, popular, popularity, um, in the moment, 
um, in, in the moment, uh, what would be the right word? I'd say in the moment popularity. Often controlled, contributed to, believed, bought, and invested in by like virtually most females. Okay, so because uh, the reason it's not important, but you know, again, as they try to attract and build and make families and you know all the amazing things a female can do they often leave the deviation or the trailblazing the um, foolishness then turned applause to the males the males have been doing this most of their entire lives very it's a very harsh judgment from males and other females when a girl does something really different it's and not for me, but many, many mainstream thinkers will be shocked if a girl tries to go to the bottom of the ocean or whatever, or does something that where she could die or harm other people. And men have been doing this for the dawn of time. So when you let people be people and you don't believe in any real normal, normal, normal. you'll know that a girl just woke up and said, geez, I really want to walk on the bottom of the deepest ocean in the world. 25 people have died trying to do it, but I, I want to do it. And then if you're me, you're just like my father would say, go do. Go do. Go do. Don't talk. Go do. Go do. Go do. The difference between most people and the doers is talking. However, she and many people, not just females, will be met with a lot of resistance. Because if she has four kids, they would say, how selfish. You're so you're selfish. selfish. You could die die on the bottom of the ocean and leave your four kids without a mother. Is that really worth it? Is that what you're going to do? And they shame and they use all this energy. And I'm like, if I was her friend or her lover or her husband, uh, even if it was my mom, I'd say, yo, don't shame her. She has a dream. She has a conviction to get to the bottom of the deepest ocean. I'm her son. I don't want her to die, but she will die in a different way if I make it so that she can never follow any belief that she has. <clears throat> Therefore, maybe I'm not normal, okay? But I'm not going to stop my mother. I don't want her to die, but I have enough sense of self to say, Mama, if, if you want to die on the bottom of the ocean because your heart has been pushing this out of you since you were a little girl, then I want you to die on the bottom of the ocean. That's how much I love you. I don't want to be without you. Of course, I don't really want you to die. But I love you so much that I want you to be happy. And I think you'll be so strong, you'll go to the bottom of the ocean a hundred times. That's what I really think will happen. I'm not afraid of your first time. So do you understand? So that's where I come in with that word normal. And again, we can keep using many examples. It's You could say men, right? It's been very abnormal for me, a six-foot-tall, straight, white dude, uh, to be head over heels and fascinated with the growth of children. Uh, I've been working with kids since I was 15. I was inspired by my music teacher to become a music teacher. And I've done it with bells on. I've done it in, in, an ex in ways that most people would never even think is possible. Not only was I just successful at being a music teacher in a public school, which is hard enough, I also then went on to build my own community. I built a school and uh, I had my my own teachers, and I built a branding and messaging, and and I I've done a lot with this skill that I have, which is I love people, and I love making music, 
and I love making music with people. So my dream job, even though it was $31,000 a year, was to, to be a music teacher. And then what I did was with great boundaries and a lot of fun and some foolish jokes and a lot of love was I taught thousands of kids who kind of fell back in love with me. Not everyone, but we loved each other. You know what I mean? They knew. They're like, wow, this guy loves us because I did. I'm not embarrassed to say that. If you gave me your kid, I love them and I did the best I could with them. I had thousands, sometimes at a time, you know, in one full year. And then my school would hit. When I built my own school, it was affecting literally thousands a year. So I had to have help. I had teachers on the front line where I was once a teacher. I had to hire teachers, but that's not normal, right? People have called me name, men of whatever, smaller stature than me. I mean, if you're talking macho or beating up or punching or whatever macho is, I don't really, I'm not a violent dude, but, you know, I'm a big dude, and, and, and it seems to be these much smaller, insecure men who are calling me gay, calling me weak, and then, of course, the psychotic females in their lives who don't seem well, they do the same thing. It's like an emasculating thing. See, any female who wasn't a strong mother hated me. Any father who was absent or drunk or a monster hated me because I would out-nurture anybody. Even weak teachers, poor teachers hated me. Leadership, and I say hate, I, that's, not a, that's not a very accurate term. I just perturbed a, lot, a few people. And I never went to their level. I wasn't like, well, geez, I really hope this really dark person who does horrendous things all the time likes me. I, w I didn't care if they liked me. I, was, I said the same thing every morning. When I looked in the mirror, it was like, Greg, you work with kids. All you want to do is make sure these kids feel great about themselves. Their parents will respect it. Everyone else you can't worry about, colleagues included. And that was a mistake because if I knew what I know now, I would have placated uh, the people who I ignored because they became some of the biggest detractors of my life. Angry, vengeance-filled, I told you you can't do that not able to create or believe in themselves, unable to invent anything, anything even small, um, any criti can't take criticism, no public performance, no putting themselves in front of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people for judgment. These are all things I can do right out of bed, even with a little booger hanging out of my nose. These are things that I'm designed to do, I've been doing them my whole life. I don't think I'm better, or I don't think somehow they are better. I think of it as this is my... Normal. 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 It is not, it is not their, normal. their normal. And again, if you just use majority instead of normal, you'll realize I am a minority. Big dude who cares about kids and who's devoted his life to other people's kids. I left my marriage in less than a year because I realized it wasn't as real as the public wanted it to be. I had a great wife. I had a very, very, very sweet person that I married who wanted and believed in a future that I was trying to tell her I didn't believe in. So instead of faking it, which a lot of men and women do, going through the motions for decades, having children, having lovers and cheating and mistresses and drugs and alcohol and all this stuff on the side to run away from the chaos that they did not believe, you know, that they weren't strong enough to end, I ended it early. And I said to this beautiful lady, I said, go get what you want. Go get your three kids and your five o'clock husband who's going to come home and put his tie down and go to church and go to Auntie Jane's house. You're going to hate me. I am not that person. 
you think you're going to change me into that person, and I'm trying to tell you you're going to see a raging lunatic. I will not control you. If you try to control me, I will, I will call you on it. And it will seem as though I'm vicious because it seems pretty manipulative if you plan on controlling me. That's not somebody I want to lay in bed with. I might as well go to prison if that's who my cellmate is. So this, this stuff, the way I'm thinking and talking, you can see it's very, it's very threatening. It's very unpopular. 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 But it isn't wrong and it isn't untrue. I do dream of a partner, and I do believe there's a woman who can help me become even stronger and cooler, and I could do the same for her. I just realized I'm a little bit uh, unable to commit in that way. So what I'm trying to show you through all these little anecdotes is that there is, there really is no normal, okay? The, the, um, the community creates normal. It's somewhat, I would say, the girls in a sense. Guys have built communities and girls run the communities, if you know what I mean, right? In the, in the big picture, guys have invented sewers and buildings and foundations and concrete, electricity, plumbing, right? We've invented all that. And we've built a more comfortable world for ourselves and those that we love because that's what men do. Then you go into the worlds and you'll see that mostly women are involved in running them. They are in our hospitals and in our schools and like I said, a man might have invented a hospital. I don't know if that's true, but I would bet. And then you see the found the fundamental op, uh, engine in a hospital are nurses. The world cannot exist without nurses. And then it's not really doctors, no offense doctors, it is nurses. Nurses keep everybody alive. Same thing with schools and, you know, you can go on and on. So the the, the yin and yang of the male and female contributions to um, to the world are what I would call majority, not necessarily normal. See, to me, it isn't it isn't abnormal for a woman to want to get in a backhoe and dig trenches. Like I don't I don't that doesn't it doesn't make. And I grew up in an, a construction world where there was no women, none. Because if that woman has a desire to operate a machine and dig a hole, as much as I've had a desire to operate a machine and dig a hole, then I, I don't, I don't want to stop anything. There's no normal. That, that mindset of normal, <laughs> do you hear my voice cracking? The mindset of normal is the same thing that the staunchy white men of early America used to burn, burn, burn witches. witches. You see, any girl that was smart or sultry or brought on some feeling in another person was called a witch. They were killed. They were hanged and burned. And God, I can't even go on. Burned alive, by the way. So this this always bothers me. That's why I'm trying to tell everybody, well, you, it's 2021. We're not enslaving people with chains anymore. We enslave them with mortgages and lies, but that's a different story. Well, you know, a black person isn't three-fifths of a human. If you think a black person is different than you, you're just prehistoric. Yeah, she's different. She's different based on like a few things. But if you needed her heart because <laughs> your heart failed, you'd be like, we're so alike. alike. Wow. 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 I, never knew. I never knew. You know what I'm trying to say? It's so foolish. Yeah, our skin colors are different. Our genders are different. All that. 
again, there is no normal. There is only a majority. 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 So I, I, this is how I teach kids. Now, I'm not, again, if you go into a school, this is a little bit problematic because our egos as professional adults, it don't matter if you're in a school, or an accounting firm, hospital, the ego is strong. The educated ego, oh, louder than everyone else. Crazy. The more names and degrees, the more you believe you've somehow arrived at this new place to be respected. And in one way you have. You've endured an amazing amount of mainstream uh, transfer of information, and you were tested on your short-term memory to uh, spit it out and regurgitate it. Amazing. And uh, you're probably really good at it, and you, you don't deserve to be treated poorly, but nor do you deserve to believe that somehow you have made more strides in your life than the man who builds a stone wall with a hammer and some mortar. Because he may not be able to get three PhDs, but I guarantee you, you probably can't build a wall with a hammer and some mortar. But your PhDs might blah, 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 because that level of importance that we put on that is, you know, pretty intense. And his wall might blah, 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 blah. You see, so this whole thing, it's not, I'm not knocking PhDs. I've got degrees. Don't, I, I don't need to hear from educated people. I'm just trying to, again, show you what we do socially. Because wouldn't it be normal to go to school? Go to school? school? Well, let's step back. What's school for? For education? Is education for learning or for to have opportunities in America to strive and to make money? Money. money. Because isn't money what separates us from being destitute, destitute. destitute. or secure? Secure. secure? Or is it really information? information. information. Does that mean because I know more information, I'm not going to be homeless? I'm not going to end up on the street and having to go to a soup kitchen or find shelter under a bridge? You see? So if, again, if we're looking at survival, thriving, expanding, growing, living a good life, then the actual reality is you need money. 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 That money will then provide whatever you need in order to survive, thrive, etc. You don't need education. 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 But you do need skills. You need to sell something back to the world. You need to have the ability to absorb and exchange ideas to some degree, which ideally would be called education, education. but it's not. You see, education in our country has been just a measuring of your short-term melody memory to spit up the facts that we've agreed are important for this certain major or this group of ideas. Nothing wrong, nothing bad. I'm just trying to show you normal versus majority. Okay? So um, this is, again, a status thing. Even my uh, Ill illiterate father <clears throat> would push me to get a degree so that I wouldn't be illiterate. He thought it was a, a horrible way to go through life. And it, it was. I watched him. So having some fundamental skills are important, but... Uh, what we're what again I want you to see is that what is normal or what is normal to you may not be normal to others, and nature will show you again that everybody is supposed to have their own normal. Look, I, I'm not knocking people, but it does sound like that because if you have a child, 
who says who has ADD or dyslexia and stuff like that, and I tell you that this is a bunch of garbage. I, that, that none of these things are need need to bring that much attention. You're paying. The suffering of watching them have to deal with all the stuff that happens is enough to make you want to hurt me or to call me names or to say that I'm wrong. But what I'll show you is that you simply, you're not wrong for disagreeing if I say ADD is an asset. It is not some problem. It's only a problem in institutionalized thinking. That would mean in schools, in corporate, in church, in prison, in hospitals, the person who is un uh, unable to control himself or who has so much energy they can't sit still or even keep a conversation, this person is now deemed bad, wrong, uh, must be punished, not part of the group, because in institutionalized thinking there's a hierarchy of power, and you must follow suit. But in nature, you don't need to worry about that. That is just a human thing. That is the way our societies are developed and work, so that there is a one upstairs and 10 downstairs. People are working for someone else, and that's how it is. But in nature, you'll see that the person who's most free, uh, attentive, or I always say ADHD means all day he delivers, because a kid with ADHD is not inattentive. They are to what you're talking about, but they're explosively focused, obsessively focused on something that brings them some joy, some power, some uh, insight. They want to go to the river and pick up every single rock, wash it off, collect them, find the blue ones, find the gray ones, put the salamanders in. A, they want to do that. Work that someone who doesn't have ADHD might find to be grueling. grueling. So I laugh at all these names. I, of course, know that dyslexia takes letters, also man-made things, to create words, all man-made, to spelling all man-made, which, of course, is amazing. It helps us communicate. Still made by man. Therefore, a glitch, the letters are mixed up and you cannot read the words, has now caused pain because reading is important in this world. And the mother or father and the parents feel pain. They feel the kid's pain, and they don't want him to be not part of the social group or to be so fizzled down the ladder he must suffer because he cannot put his, the letters in order because his brain mixes them up. Okay, now that is true. That is real. The pain is raw. I'm not, the mother fights the system. I want my kid normalized. Again, she will do whatever it takes to make sure her children, her kin, are part of the largest of all social groups because they will take care of each other. She knows, a woman knows inherently, thousand, for thousands of years, if a woman was not part of a social group, which is where the word idiot comes from, she will die and her kin will die. That is a whole nother episode, and I'll prove that in another episode. This inherent worry, concern, this is what a parent brings. She brings it to her deathbed. My mother died worrying about us, five boys. Okay, this is not a choice. This is biochemical. The only time you'll see it be abnormal or not a majority of them is when they, uh, when they are psychopathic when they have glitches in their empathy based on a issue with the amygdala gland that sh proves them to be unable to have empathy for anything alive, even their own children. But that's a very small, uh, that's a small majority, minority, minority, yeah. Again, if you can put all this stuff and understand this is what's happening when you see the mom 
come into the school to fight everyone for her kids' rights, right? Her special ed kids. That word drives me nuts, special ed. All of this stuff, all of this lay, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, boy, I totally forgot the word. Well, no, this leveling, right? I'm, I'm gifted and talented and you're normal and you're below normal and you're special ed and your behavior challenged and like we're, okay, I'm not saying that these aren't real. They are real in the systems that we've invented. You have to understand why these systems were invented to make employees and soldiers. soldiers. The Prussian system is what we have in place for over 140 or 50 years here in America to make employees, employees and, soldiers. and soldiers. Once you can absorb this, it's okay to understand why they penalize you for being late. You understand that they've been conditioning you with a bell for 12 to 13 years on your tax dollar education every 48 minutes with four minutes in between and a 22-minute lunch so that you understand penalty for not doing what you're told. The bell rings, you start, the bell rings, you end. This was very normal in huge uh, warehouse, I'm sorry, manufacturing companies. Right. Think about how the early work days were. This was getting you ready for contributing to the wealth of another person, often even the government or big wigs who run the government. That's a whole nother episode. And you becoming a conditioned employee or soldier to do what you're told. In America, you don't have to do that. You can. It is one of the most secure and easiest ways to pay your bills. You become an employee. You don't say anything out of line. You don't do anything out of line. You follow these rules, and you will get your money. And you'll get it. You're not guaranteed it. They could ruin you and destroy you at any time. But be a good boy and girl, and you'll get what you're told. However, also, and that exists in nature. You'll see that in nature. That's in hierarchies with chimpanzees and gorillas. It's in packs. It's in wolf packs. It's in uh, prides. It's in... Uh, what are they called? Man, I wanted to make you make a joke, but I can't. Turkeys, uh, a gaggle of turkeys. That's that's a that's a uh, a mammalian response. It's actually a a, a a creature response. But no one talks about all the other ones: the lone wolf, the male lion, the the silverback. You know what they're doing? Nothing that anyone's telling them. Nothing. 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 No, it's not about alpha. Don't cons- don't think alpha, as in you have to kill or be strong, and therefore that's not just the only thing that's happening. You're also talking about extreme intelligence. Why some animals are able to pull away and live on their own, right? They don't operate in packs. You might call them predators, but sometimes they're omnivores. Look at the grizzly bear. Grizzly bear, the male especially, does not just hang out with a bunch of bears. And right, you know what you you seldom see like twenty five bears together, right? That's because he doesn't play by anybody's rules. He can be killed by a pack of wolves. He's not the top of the food chain only. Twenty five wolves can kill a grizzly bear. Probably four will die, maybe five, but they they can kill him. But he's an omnivore. You see, he will lick up honey and he will eat your heart. So he knows as he travels through the, the world 
that what is he supposed to do? Just change his ways? Just be like everyone else? Be like, to see the lamb, the sheep, they all get together. They stay close together. They feel each other's shoulders, right? And they move together. Now, he cannot be that person. He, he, is, not, he is not a sheep. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful of humans. I'm just using that as an example. Even the fish. He's not a fish. He's not going to take a left, right, go up and down real fast. He's a giant, clumsy, slow-moving, strong, honey-eating, heart-licking you know, licking bear. And it, he's, not, he's not wrong. He's not abnormal. Normal. Normal. He's, not, um, he's just not part of a majority. A majority. A majority. That's why we take them and we usually villainize them. Right? We villainize those who don't follow the drinking gourd, I always say. Although that's probably not a good reference. You know, Jesus was so good at it, they murdered him. He was like, wait a minute, everybody. You know why I like Jesus? And I'm, I'm not a, uh, a practicing um, Christian. I just find anybody who woke up at 30 and was like, geez, you know, <laughs> I'm so miserable. I'm so unhappy. I believe the world is filled with such amazing things. Mother, father, I'm going to go walk around the world. Maybe I'll take a donkey. And tell everybody, geez, we should just be nice. You know, like, forget, forget any of the romanticism, the mysticism, the religion. I'm taking away his claim to being uh, born of a virgin and, and doing miracles and being the son of God. I'm going to remove all that, okay, and read the Gospels and the written stuff about a man who was pleasant, who believed everyone should be like, wait a minute, we are all God, that's what, according to the Bible and everybody else's writings, that's what the message always is. We are God. We are made in uh, in His way and His in His you know His rib and you know what I mean it, woman and man. Their story always says the same thing. Jesus used to say, "Look under the rock, and there I am." Think about picking up a rock. You see the salamanders and the earthworms and the weird bugs and a little bit of water. Right? He's like, that's, that's me. That's you. We're all here. We're all goodness. We're all powerful, loving creatures. The only reason we're not is because of fear. Fear, fear. is a majority. You see, that's why I th I'm impressed with Jesus. So what do we do to Jesus? Crucify And on and on and on. You see, those that don't jump in the main pool and swim all in the same pool, that, that kid who decides to... <laughs> I don't know, sit on top of the fence and pour a bucket of water on himself, he's made into a fool while all the kids swim in the pool. Now you ask him, what are you doing? And he says, well, the chances of 250 kids peeing in a pool is pretty good, Mom. And when I'm in the pool, I can't, I can't ever forget that. Uh, one time I even peed in the pool, but I wonder if there's 250 kids in a pool and even 100 of them pee, doesn't that mean the water's full of pee? So what I do, Mom, is I sit over here on the fence, and I fill up the water from the hose over there. And when I get hot, I pour it on myself. But I'm right next to my friends, and I can shout to them. And I'm in the sun. I still feel warm. But I don't feel like I'm getting pee in my mouth and in my eyes and up my nose. So that's why I do it, Mom. And then, Now, who... Who is smarter?
Who is right? Who is articulate? Who is obviously it's it may sound different, but could you argue with a young man who said that? Could you actually say to an over the microphone in a in a with a PA system, okay, can I have your attention, everyone? Can I have your attention? And then all 250 kids stop. And you go, ladies and gentlemen, Ray, da, 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 this kid's over here, and he wants to pour water. You can't, you, aside from there being a group mindset, like, ah, oh, you're so stupid, you pour water on your head. And they're having fun splashing in the urine-filled pool. You see, they will mock him. He is already different. He's not sitting with the 250 other kids. But what I would tell you is that, of course, he's different. His brain is powerful. His observations are clear. His heart and his mind are connected. He has very little falter in when his mind and heart speak to him. He wonders why the world around him doesn't do the same. Why would they ignore the fact that they are opening their mouth and putting other people's urine in their mouth? It's then they come up and they spit water or they say their eyes are burning. He can't help but go, well, let's just say, Mom, that 100 of the kids peed and they each peed three ounces. and That means there's 300 ounces of urine in the water and the chances are good. And that went through other people's bodies and their kidneys and you know, and it was in their mouth. And I don't know. I'm not saying urine is going to kill me, but I don't want it in my mouth. How could you possibly tell that kid that he's bad, wrong, off? Now, if you put that kid in the same, in a school and he starts to realize, this is what happened to me. My, one of my teachers started teaching us this method of doing a, a problem in Algebra 1, I believe, but it could have been, it could have been geometry. Or I, I don't remember actually. And what I did was, he did about nine steps, and then I did about four steps. And how I did at step number three was realize if I took this number and cut it into threes or something like that, that I didn't need to do four other steps. That this this always worked. So his nine steps and my four steps, I got the same answer. So I took test, and I had the same test, you know, got ready for, and uh, I got all the answers right, but he failed me. He gave me a zero, and he said, you didn't do all the steps. I said, do all the steps, and I said, oh, man, Mr. S, I, you're right. I guess I messed up, but I got the right answers. I thought, you know, how can I, how can I get a zero if all my answers are right? He goes, you didn't do the right steps, and that really bothered me. That caused me the beginning of my grief with authority in a way. And it didn't make any sense. I thought, huh, huh. If, if you and I are coming down the mountain and we have to be back at the base in an hour and I get there in 30 minutes and you get there in, I don't know, an hour, does it matter how we got there? We're both safe, you know? It doesn't. In fact, I kept saying, I said, Mr. S., I could show everybody how I did this. They'll be happy to skip five steps. They'll be faster. They'll have more time to do something else. And in the real world, outside of school, the person who's accurate and fast, they, they're usually like, they're paid better. Or they're appreciated or they move up or they can, they can accelerate. And this mindset was the beginning of really a, a, 
a life filled with heartache for me because I, I could never, I could never really conform to, oh, I should probably just say conform. And this, of course, has been my conundrum. So therefore, I am not normal. Not normal. Not normal. But really, what it was, was I could see everybody's shine. When I moved into teaching, I could see I could see your shine. I don't know if you know what that means, but I meet a little kid. You know, I met thousands and thousands and thousands of kids. So they come in, oh, Mr. Hi, Mr. C. This is Katie. She's new to the school. Oh, hi, Katie. She's new to the town. Oh, welcome, Katie. And she doesn't really like to sing, but she heard that you're a lot of you're very fun and you're very nice, and she's going to come to your class. Well, that's pretty great. Okay, thank you, Mrs. Jones. I'll take it from here. Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm good. So you don't like to sing, huh, Katie? No, I hate it. So you wanted to come to a class and that you sing a whole day. Every single time you come here, you wanted to come to this class? Well, they said you were nice. Well, I, you're probably nice too. But you probably won't see me coming over your house every day because, I don't know, being nice is easy. But I hope you don't hate singing because that's all we do. Maybe I'll get you to like it. Well, maybe. Okay. All right, well, have a seat, Katie. You see, what happens over time is Katie starts to realize something. I don't give a damn about singing when you when I have a choice between a human and singing. I don't go, you don't sing? What kind of barbarian are you? I just go, not for everybody. Don't worry about it, kid. The birds sing, but the bears don't, you know. So it's like, uh, and then I notice something. I start to learn about her. She starts to come to class, and she brings cookies. I say, hey, what's up, Katie? What are those cookies? Oh, Mr. C, I just made them in, in home ec. You want to try one? I, I, I invented this. is pecan with peanut butter, and I put a gummy bear in there. Whoa, that sounds crazy. Well, listen, um, I'm always willing to take one for the team. Let me have one. I eat this cookie, and it's unbelievable. I'm like, how did the gummy bear work? How, that shouldn't have worked. A gummy bear and a cookie should seem like a gummy bear is trapped in my mouth while I eat a cookie. That shouldn't have worked. Two weeks later, she comes down. Hey, Mr. C, I brought you. What do you got there, Katie? Home, home, at class. Well, these are carrot slides, but I made my own dip, and the dip has dill, doodla, 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 doodla. And I eat, I go, whoa. Katie, this is the 10th time you fed me an original creation. And nine of those times, I've been wishing I could make it. They're so delicious. What are you doing with the rest of your life? What do you mean, Mr. C? I'm just, I'm a... No, no, listen to me. You just invented nine meals, nine food things that I've never heard of. Look at my belly. Do you think I've ever eaten before? You understand what I'm saying to you, kid? I want you to start investigating restaurants. I want you to investigate cooking, kitchens. I want you to learn about Italian food and... Polish food and African food. I want you to step into the world of food because I don't care that you don't like singing. I'm glad that you love cooking. But I have to take you. Don't worry about me. I'm telling you, you have a homework assignment for me. I want you to bring in three recipes for a huge meal that you would serve people that you love. But that's not singing. Yeah, I, okay. Once you write it, I'll set it to music and you can sing it. Teaspoon of garlic, half a thing of salt, half a pound of beef burger, half a thing. Okay, we could do that. But I want you to bring me three recipes 
of a meal that you'd be proud to say cook for the president. Well, okay. Now let me tell you, folks. I'm not normal. 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 I don't want to be. I don't want to be. This girl couldn't sing. She was out of tune. She's miserable. I should have what? Just failed her. Because that's that's the teaching her the right thing. That's what she signed up for. That's what I did was I could see their light. She didn't know the cooking class was so cool and all that. They heard I was nice. They gave me a kid who was scared. Great. Well, now I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to expand your light. And that kid, let me tell you something. That kid would make recipes that would, would completely change somebody's life. I've done that in my life for thousands and thousands of kids who are now adults. I will not be have that taken away from me, although my detractors have worked to do that. Do you see what I'm saying? This is, so it, she is not normal. normal. She is not the majority, the majority. But she's not going to suffer. I'm not going to isolate, persecute, fail her, make everyone in class think she can't sing, she's a whatever, loser. I don't, that is such a joke. I, my ego is so in check, I don't need to be the best singer because I'm the teacher. In fact, I seldom was. I had some girls that could rip. 12-year-old girls we could rip. You see, if you can like let go of control and forcing, socially conditioning and being... So then now the, the director of music comes in, or the principal, or even some high-power musical people, and they say, well, let's see what you're doing with them musically. And, and then we get going, and they're like, oh, that's pretty good. And then Jenny goes, I can cook roast beef au jus with a side of onions that'll knock your socks off. And this person, who might not understand my logic, would be like, well, that's very nice, young lady. Uh, is, she, is she okay, Greg? Yeah, she's great, actually. She's a chef. She's going to be a chef. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Very, very nice. We need, we need chefs. You see, and I, I don't care about why that person doesn't like me or my chorus. I care that that kid stood up and wanted to serve this person food. And that makes me abnormal. 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 I've been this way my whole life. My whole life. My whole life. So if you're an insecure leader of mine, if you want to coerce me, control me, if you want me to join your team, pay me a little bit of this, pay me a little, you know, give me this favor, have me under your wing, you're going to hate me. Hate me. Unless you're a free person yourself. You tell me what you want to have happen. Greg, I'd like a thousand people to be enrolled in two years. I'll have two thousand. Just leave me alone. You understand? There is no normal, folks. If you believe that what they've done is through advertising, media, propaganda, and lots of things that I will not open up because it'll hurt your feelings, they've conditioned our populations from a long time, for a long time, to follow a certain pattern based on psychological warfare, I would say, against us. Propaganda, advertising, media, Messaging, 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 conditioning our behavior so that we follow that which the most powerful, wealthiest, and um, uh, uh, prosperous people want from us. They don't live among us. You'll never see them among us. But that is really how it works. They use the police. They use religion. They use the IRS. They use other people to keep everybody in line. Laws that seem to bend sometimes and not all the time. Right, You think the law is very clear, but you can do 45 and a 35 
unless a cop decides you can't. You can do it 100 times, but on the 101st time, now you're under arrest. You understand what I'm saying? So if you understand that this is the way the world works, then you can move on. There is no normal. normal. There is only a majority. majority. And it's okay. Don't be afraid to not be part of the majority. And like I said, I believe, I used to think girls were the biggest um, enforcers of that, like the biggest bullies. You know, they pick on the ugly girl or the underdeveloped girl or the what unpopular girl. And I mean, when you teach middle school for as long as I have, you'll, you'll never see anybody meaner than a middle school girl. I mean, she'll say stuff to a kid that you just, everybody in the whole, the entire world, even animals, would get punched or bitten or attacked. A seventh or eighth grade girl, nobody stops her. She'll say, ew, your father's a custodian. I bet your mom wishes she could be. I mean, they're the meanest, the meanest. They make you, they make the good guy and you want to just, just grab them all and throw them in the river. You know, like, oh, look, do you want some help now? Are you sorry? Bullies, I hate bullies, and they're the the girls in middle school could be some of the worst bullies you've ever seen on the planet. Now, I used to think it was just mainly, but it's boys too. I'm watching these men, weak men, very very insecure men who long to get the affection of a woman for any way possible. The most dangerous men on earth. The most dangerous men, uh, people on earth. They they they're horribly dangerous. When you find a, a angry, disordered woman manipulating or controlling a very weak and needy man, and they're together, oh boy, watch out! She plays, she pushes his buttons. He doesn't even know. He's walking around thinking he's in charge, but she's got him played. Very, very dangerous combo. Or super manipulative man with broken, uh, broken female. Same thing. You know, he can get her to do crazy stuff. So I used to think it was just one gender, but no, I'm, I've been standing to be corrected. It's, it's not a gender at all. It's definitely people. So, folks, as we walk away from this topic, I will then again remind and encourage you to not be normal. What a waste of a life. <laughs> Remember, I always tell you, get 28,000 days on the planet if you live your average lifespan. 28,000 days. Don't give those days away to foolishness or to people or to beliefs or ways of life that you don't believe in, that aren't great, that don't really bring you to your full attrition. Don't. Nobody's allowed to take them from you. If somebody is, walk away. If a job, a person, a lover, a family member, if somebody's taking your days, get away from them. They're taking your days because they hate their days. They didn't do whatever's needed to make sure they made good choices. They were Klingons. Those Klingons, that's why they call them that in Star Trek. They hate free people. You can always change. You can always change anything and everything you've ever dreamt right now, today, right now. So don't be afraid to be different. You are supposed to be different. The world is amazing because of that. One of the most beautiful things that came out in the last few months is when Elon Musk finally told everybody he's got Asperger's. 
when you have students who have Asperger's in the public schools, oftentimes they are this like canary, this this strange energy, this special ed kid, this needy person. This they they have all these whatever you call them IEDs or uh, that's no, that's not the right term. I can't remember all the names initials of all the paperwork. They just have oh, what are they called? Oh man, I can't even remember that. They're not explosive devices. That would be for war. The IP, oh man, I'm embarrassed. I was a pro for so long. And and then I would mute him and I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's got quirks. He's definitely quirky. If he if he touches, uh, you know, fruit, he gets weirded out, has to wash his hands. But then, then they have perfect pitch. You know what I mean? They'll have um, the ability to name a pitch in midair. Uh, I don't know if you understand that power. That's like Beethoven and Mozart. See, again, before we started to label these people as special and or disabled, and, and I'm not knocking them. Like they suffer in ways that I don't want to take away from them. But they used to be, a king used to bring them closer and, and let them live in the castle and, and use their skills to make life better. Did you know that the jester, the court jester, who, of course, was the king's, you know, one of the king's favorite people, was often a genius level uh storyteller like really really intelligent the the jester wasn't a clown to make the king laugh the jester was a comedian of high power brain uh, you know high impressive brain power that the king would keep close and the, and the, this was like a, if you were really intelligent you were going to be tight to the king and of course, if you understand comedy, you understand comedy is intelligent. You seldom find a stupid comedian. You could have a shtick and stuff, but if you're trying to do intelligent comedy, Robin Williams, you know, you're talking Jerry Seinfeld, you're talking extremely uh, high power brains. So the king, the king's jester would be almost like a close friend, and he would. He'd be like, okay, part of the deal here, jester, is you check for poison, you eat the food first, and all that. So he would put his life on the line for the king, but um, it was it was because of how intelligent and how trusted he was by the king. Another thing a lot of people don't know. So who's the weird one, the odd one? Obviously the jester, the joker, right? Notice we take those cards out of the deck when we play. There's all the normal people, right, from ace all the way to king, and then the joker has to come out. He's abnormal. He's not part of the deck. But in the world, you know, like, you know, just don't forget, Einstein was considered, you know, so mentally too slow. They took him out of school. It's a joke. The joke is on everyone who doesn't have a superpower that they harness. They do, but fear of being considered different has stopped them. And you'll find suburbs across America, especially upper middle class, white conservative suburbs, if you don't follow through. I mean, this is the group of people that, you know, invented chasing out the black folks. I'm not sure if they were necessarily conservative, but they definitely were white, right? Black folks were different. They they were different for whatever reason they wanted to see them as different. And they would do this passive-aggressive, horrible harassment, dark, evil thing to get them to move out, get them to get out of town, right? Or they'd be killed. They'd actually hang them. So, folks, being different can and used to especially get you killed, which is black folks, plenty of Jews. I mean, I, the funny thing is we aren't different. 
the be- I'm telling you, it's so easy. The experiment is very easy. Ready? I'll do it real simply. Those of you that have children, you are different than me. You have your own babies, and you will live and die often for these babies, right? Your little 10-year-old girl is dying. She needs lungs. If she doesn't get lungs, she's going to die. A little girl, a little black girl, three states away, has just died, and she's a donor. Her lungs are a perfect match. You're racist. Your whole family's been racist for generations. You've been telling everybody you're better than Italians, you're better than Jews, you're better than black folks, whatever. Right? And now you need the lungs. You're telling me you'll let your baby die because these lungs are beneath her. One, I call BS. Two, I call uh, you're finally getting a lesson. And all the pain and problems that it brings to you, both internally, maybe through your family, maybe she suffers, maybe you let your daughter die. Maybe you are that self-righteous. That All of that chaos that is on your plate will only be compounded because you believe there's a normal. There's a normal. There is, there is no normal. No normal. Hitler, everybody, every tyrant, every small mind thinks there's a normal. And girls have been feeling this most of their lives. Girls are so conditioned, they often will follow the male crazy man, right? They've had to. They're not stupid. They're like, who wants to die? Thousands of years ago, especially, women would just be destroyed, raped, attacked, murdered, moved on. No civil laws to keep us all under control. So they learned, you know, manipulate, survive, do what you got to do. Because these men will hurt us, you know? So here I am again saying that there is no normal. I wouldn't give in to anything normal. Um, I think you should question anything that's done in large numbers and for the reasons that it's done. It's not my business to tell you that, but from religion to money to everything, there is no normal. There is only a majority. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will be shutting it down and saying goodbye here. I'm Greg Colossal. You've listened to a one-hour podcast. And this is The New World. The New World. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Linda Jean's breakfast. Every morning, I've been eating some eggs, having some great coffee, and shooting the tails with sand behind the counter. Linda Jean's on Circuit Avenue. Mm-mm, good. We've also been brought to you by State Beach. Whenever things are doing too well in my mind, all I gotta do is pull over on the road and stare at State Beach. Lagoon to my left, the Atlantic to my right. State Beach, Martha's Vineyard. Give it a shot, it'll bring your blood pressure down. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and thank you for listening to the new world.